Good evening. This that was a long two one. <laughs> I wanted to see if somebody else was gonna start off. I was like two Mississippi. So what we were just talking about earlier before we went on about Harry Callis and the, the packs that they had on the uniform yeah. that said HK and we don't were? they usually do that when someone dies and they just do it for that season? But really, yeah, I, I think yeah, so. I have I've kind of fallen off of baseball. I think I came out in about two thousand. Not came out. <laughs> I think I came out of <laughs> it in about two thousand nine, yeah, where I stopped liking. I said, you know what? I just I'm not into baseball anymore, and I've learned to live without it since then. Who anyway, was your team before you you departed. I started out as a kid. I was a Mets fan. As I Beat made it into Beat and now they're awesome. And I couldn't tell you if they were. I wouldn't know. But the, I became a Yankee fan uh, after they they made their comeback. You know, around '97 to '99, the Yankees were the big. Then, of course, there was the Subway Series. Huge. But in 2000, I was rooting for the Yankees. Um, but I just don't care about baseball. I have no no desire to turn a baseball game on, and um, I've learned to live without it. Uh, but anyway, we were talking about the HK patch. Um, I, I do know that they were. What did he die? Two thousand ten? Is that about right? Two thousand nine. Yeah. Two thousand eight. Two thousand. He went more than one season. I mean, I, I do remember trying to get back into baseball, and yeah. um, you know, a couple of Phillies games came on, and uh, you know, I like the fact that Phillies got their fan base back because for a long time you know philly was a, a football town not much of a baseball town we only <laughs> had true baseball fans to soccer town who were phillies fans <laughs> until they came back and made it into the world series and then suddenly they it seemed like philly had a winning team and so everybody became it became a baseball town again because the eagles never yeah. won anything you know um and so there's a lot That's of better there. That's better, I think, to fall off than to become one of those influx of annoying fans that hopped on yeah. in 2008 and Fair all of a sudden everybody's them. wearing a Philly shirt that's not actually the color of the team. Yeah. Who's your favorite player? Uh, Utley! Who was your favorite yeah. player last year? Yeah. Uh, Utley! And it's like you just come on. And uh, I remember being down at a game that season, and uh, I was talking to this guy who was like a Philly native, and he goes – yeah, I don't even enjoy coming to the games anymore because everyone here, they're not even a real baseball fan. It's all these people from the suburbs. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of always been a lot of people from the suburbs. I've been yeah. coming up here since I was a kid. I don't know. But he was saying, yeah. ever since last year, you know, it's just these families and this and that. I'm like, well, it's a baseball. I mean, it's America's pastime. But he eventually Dang. got to the point and said, he just came out with it. I guess he was gauging me to see if I was a fan for a while. And he just yeah. said, you know, it's it's because they're so popular. You can't even get tickets anymore. Uh, yeah. Everything's so expensive. I said, eh, it's good for the city. I mean, it depends how you look at it. Um, eh. I think everything goes in cycles. You have, It's great when a team does well for a while, obviously, and then they do a rebuilding period. And Sometimes I think it's fun to see them when they're really shitty because you can always sneak down to, like, the lower levels and yeah. kind of get away with it. The guy, the security just be like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. It's seven. Yeah, they just want to go up front, make just it look go. like there's people there on TV. Right. Yeah, just go down, kid. I'm 33. <laughs> um, but the HK pack, I want to say that when probably three, is it three seasons? Does that sound about right? 
It was definitely for. It was more than one. Remember, it was definitely yeah. It was more than one. I mean, again, was I, it? I just remember yeah. thinking it was. I understand doing tributes like that. I think it's major. Um, he was also the voice of NFL films. But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, who was the last Yank, big Yankee to die? Was it Phil Rizzuto? Was that the last one? That probably the who knows? Nobody cares. Harry was the best. <laughs> yeah, he was. But I don't think the pinstripes were bearing any badges because, you know, I believe Yogi Berra is still alive. And I imagine when the day comes that he will probably put a YB on there. But, um, you know, it's like the Phillies didn't have anybody else to hold on to. Meanwhile, the Yankees have lost. The Babe's been gone for the last more than the last half century. Um, Maris, Mantle, DiMaggio. Yeah, we've lost a lot of weave. I'm not going to say weave because I'm not a baseball Back in the fan. 20s, we had men. <laughs> Yogi Bear. So we lost a lot of people. Stars. Ted Williams, best baseball player of all time. Else to, um, to keep in the history books other than Harry Callis? I mean, come on. Well, one for the guy. Phillies, I think. For the Phillies, I think it's, it's he's, a, he's a godfather. Oh, yeah. I mean, I listened to him on the radio when I was a kid, you know, call games. Oh yeah. Even if we were losing, it was still great just to listen to him. Yeah. He was uh, he was one of the best. Uh, he was the best. Yeah. I'll I, say it. Yeah, I remember as a kid going to the baseball games with my dad, and it was like I was like I don't know, five or six, and I could never like stay to the end of the game rarely because I was just no. I got tired. So he'd still want to watch, but he'd obviously be like, "All right, we'll go home," and he would still have the game on in the car ride home. So I remember falling asleep yes. all the time to Harry Callis driving home my dad was driving i was in the back seat and then you couldn't do this today's day and age but we would get home and i'd be asleep and he wouldn't like take me out and carry me in he would leave the car battery running and i just let me sleep and then i eventually wake up and like make my way to like the five-year-old making his way into the house because it was like a safe time in a suburban neighborhood you could do that then you know yeah and uh it was like a really cool childhood memory listening to harry so i was yeah i was upset when he when he uh when he passed away, but uh, in his later years too, he was he was kind of losing it a little bit. I mean, um, inside, yeah, he would call like, "Up, oh, it's gone, it's gone, it's caught." Like he would <laughs> prematurely call home runs, and it, it, they weren't even close to home runs a few times. But then he had his out of here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chase Utley, you are the man. Chase Utley, you and, are the man. And I loved his because he had he had a voice that was so unique. Uh, I loved that when he did cool. NFL films, and yes. I remember as a kid in like the early '90s, I had all these NFL films, and it was like Christian Okoye, the Nigerian Nightmare, ran for over 450 yards in two games, and then they were no match for Bill Parcells' Giants. Yes. Lawrence Taylor. There's a guy. There's a guy in church on Sunday. I'm not kidding. He has to do voiceovers for a living. I, I need to ask him what he does. Nah. But he does the readings. You know how you do like the first reading, the second reading. Yeah. This is his voice. Uh, and he and he he has like a sip of water and he does like a <clears throat> now a reading from the first book of Paul to the Corinthians. And then he pauses for effect. James Oldfield sounds just like him. And he's like. Oh. Jesus then undead said to the Lord. And everyone is like talking to each other like, who is this guy? He sounds like the movie trailer voice. I went at the end, I waited for him to go, 
And then Jesus gave that to his disciples this summer in a <laughs> world. He is so good. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling around, but yeah, Cal's. Uh, but here you are, 2009, he passed away, and you're still talking about him today. And again, I think it's great. It's just, is there anybody else? Are they talk- talking about him? Are they still talking? It's a good question. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, probably, I don't know. They should be. Yeah, he's an institution. Talk about him forever. Like, next to the Rocky statue, there might as well be a Harry Callis statue. Harry and Callis, yeah. People don't know, if you're not from Philly, or Philadelphia area, or even a Phillies fan, how much for granted you, or at least I, took that voice. Like, the Dodgers, I, I got to look up his name. It doesn't matter. The, the guy that does the Dodgers game is Carter. so boring. He's been doing it for, like, 40 years. He's, like, an icon in this town. But he is, Oh, yeah. He's got this voice, and it sounds like a guy on his porch describing the game. And he's like... Yep, and then uh, and he doesn't have like an interesting voice. I mean, it's a it's a radio voice, I guess, to a degree. But it's yeah. it's not like Cal and he's like, yep. So uh, they <laughs> threw that ball there, and at second base is oh. the one after the first one. And I'm like, how is this guy like? It has <laughs> to be out of respect. The that guy he, down he here a job. for the Marlins. Whenever they hit a home run, he goes up, up, up and away. <laughs> Is he an old guy? The Marlins almost go bankrupt. What are they? Who, Rich Waltz? Rich Waltz? <laughs> the, the, the Marlins are a, an atrocity. They, they're embarrassing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Rich Waltz. I know you're talking. I think it's Rich Waltz. They're, they make fun of them. I think they had the worst. They've got a record for the worst number of tickets sold but yeah. uh, still happen to carry on a game with the least filled seats <laughs> they're like the expos of modern day yeah. <laughs> expos expos were great compared to these idiots down here they mm-hmm. had this stadium right in the middle of basically cuba and they have three thousand parking spots cool and you know like forty five thousand seats in the stadium oh yeah so you park you park in people's driveways like for five dollars, ten dollars, they stand out in the street and hold signs. Yeah, you were telling yeah. me about that. It's like really they, organized. It's like the Rose Bowl out here. They have these beautiful Pasadena uh-huh. homes in the middle. There's a stadium, and to get there, you have to drive through like million dollar neighborhoods, uh-huh. and people complain, so the police block them off. So you have to take like this backwards ass way to get to the Rose Bowl, and it's just the most inconvenient spot for a stadium, which is why they don't have like Super Bowls there anymore. It just they can't do it. Just the Rose Bowl. It sounds yeah. So it sounds like uh, yeah. It's it, see the difference. What is it? Is Miami Stadium. Marlins Stadium. Marlins Stadium is is right in the middle of the ghetto. It's just surrounded by yeah. ghetto. So you're parking your car really? in someone's yard, and wow. you're like, I hope I get this back. I hope my wheels are on it. When I get back. <laughs> do, do you know what the most ghetto sporting ar- arena I've ever seen in my life? And I think I can really. It's probably the same as Marlins Stadium, Churchill Downs. Has got oh. to be the oh it's the this uh, magnificent place, but it's the horse if racing. You look at pictures. Yeah, you'll see Churchill it Downs, but you won't see the surrounding areas. It is the dumpiest part of any town you could imagine. I think uh. Louisville is ass town. <laughs> yeah, I saw really? you posted a picture of that in the front of the of Churchill yeah. Downs. Looked nice, but like you said, there was no panoramic you shot going on. Invest in a yeah. home for ten grand across the street and if you wanted to see the kentucky derby every year it'd probably be a pretty good investment because the houses are so let's get some julie there's such garbage that you can walk across they're livable but they're just you know they're so 
they're just so dumpy that you could live across the street from the Kentucky Derby and have a you could have a front row seat from your eighth of an acre yard and just listen to the Kentucky (laughs) Derby going on. Coming around, it's Marty Jones. You could could just buy a house there. It'd be like having a season tickets. That's how bad it is. You know what's cool is uh, (laughs) that's that's pretty shitty. I've looked up uh, abandoned stadiums recently online because it's the kind of oh, life that yes. I live. And um, I like abandoned places. I think they're cool. There's a lot of websites. So I'll like, look them up and see what it was. And I looked up huh. sports stadiums. And I, I, I went to one of the last games at the Pontiac Silverdome against uh, – it was the Lions versus the Niners. My dad was living in oh, yeah. Michigan, Detroit area. And uh, the <laughs> 49ers killed him. It was like 56 to 8 or something like that. Good. But there's pictures online of uh, of the Silverdome now. It's still like standing. Maybe it got knocked down in the last few months, but it was just ruined of just seats. It looked like something out of The Walking Dead. So I was like, oh, I'll start clicking around, looking at some other places. There was a the Twin Stadium before their new one was standing uh-huh. for a few years. But it's just weird to see these like cool places. And maybe think of it because Biscardi said how like run down that area is. A lot of the stadiums are in the Maybe half, but a lot of them are uh, in really shitty areas because that's where they can like, build cheaply and get zoning. Yankee Stadium is yeah. a horrible area. Yeah, the Bronx. The Bronx. Oh my god, it's horrible. The Bronx, um, the old one. And yeah, no, Shea Stadium. Cal Salts. Mm. Yeah, it's not that bad. Shea Which Stadium's one? not that bad. No. Um, Flushing. Flushing. Yeah, World's uh, Fair. Montgomery you know, was there. Um, what, what's Philly's is Citizens Bank. You know, it's off of 95. It's not that bad. Yeah. yeah it's not that bad. Yankee Stadium's bad. That's yeah. just a bad neighborhood. But uh, it doesn't do anything to, you know, hurt the sales in any way because it's just – it every it's, it is what it is and what it always was. It's always been – that's the home of the Bronx Bombers, even when they had the old stadium. Bronx Bombers. Right. The door. worst is the uh, – I don't know what it's called now, the Tweeter Center, the one in Camden. You're in the middle of the ghetto. I oh, I went to, it's in the... I went to a Buffett hell. concert there, and there was a guy shooting a gun out of an apartment into the air. I'm like, yeah, let's oh, let's yeah. drive faster. Yeah. What is it called now? It's some bank. Was, well, yeah, what was that, the Electric Factory one time? Right? Was no, that in Camden? Bryn Mars, I don't even Video know. Center, the Tweeter Center. I oh, my God. I like when yeah. a stadium comes out with like an original name because they got – city funding or like a billionaire right. bought it like cowboy stadium it's not like metropolitan life bank arena yeah like it's like yeah. sun devil stadium or dodger stadium Citizen i think some of the bank. nicest stadiums yeah. are probably the minor league places i think little minor league feels have some character to them yeah yeah they're yeah, cool to watch they're intimate yeah here in corpus it's the corpus christi hooks corpus um corpus They've got a nice the hooks. Yeah, they have a nice little field. It's nothing. It's just I, I went there to one game. It was back in May, I think. Oh, that's and, pretty cool. Uh, I had box seats with all the booze and chow I could. Uh, it was all sponsored by a, a company that was had box seats, and it was all you can eat, all you could drink. Had a nice time, and it probably wouldn't cost you more than what eight dollars a ticket. That's the average price for a, a minor league game. Yeah. yeah, we drive up to Jupiter where Roger Dean Stadium is, where the Cardinals and the Marlins have spring training. And Jupiter. It's like 13 bucks a ticket. Wow. Bucks. Awesome. And you get the yeah, same experience that you get just watching any ball game, but you get better Exactly. Seats. Yeah, half the, the, like half the, the thing. next young stud. 
Yeah. Who are they gonna put out there in the pasture? Who are they gonna bring up? Farm them up. I like uh, up. baseball games are fun, man. It's it's a it's experience, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one beer. of those games. Yeah, that even get, high, get high. Sport like I've grown to. If I still go to a live game, I can appreciate it. Whereas in football, sure. I don't want to go to the. I just I don't. No, it's better on TV. The Meadowlands and watch way better. Events, but I don't want to go to the Meadowlands. Television has been like built for football, or vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? like keep becoming more like codependent, and going to a game is just a pain in the ass. Especially down here, you just sit in that yeah. Joe Robbie Stadium and cook. Like I, I, I can do like <laughs> the first half, and then I'm out of here. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I'm sweating through my shorts and yeah. underwear. And bra. And if you go north, you know, like at, at Lambeau Stadium, you're freezing. Yeah, the snot is frozen. Gillette Field, Lambeau. I mean, it's like throwing a rock out there, those guys. I can't imagine catching a football if you're like a wide receiver. That's and another stadium that's in like people's backyards. Yeah. What, Lambeau? Yeah. yeah. I heard. I've never been, but that's what yeah, I heard. Yeah, I haven't either. Google an image of Lambeau Doing Field. It. And there's like houses in like right in front of it. It's bizarre. Two steps ahead, of you. three Two steps behind ahead. you in, in life. But but you know it's funny. Uh, we <laughs> we're, we've been I've talking about sports basically bad. the whole show, and I wanted to get a guy to kind of do like a sports segment for us, whether he writes it or yeah, I was thinking whatever. about that, like, man. Good call. He's one of those guys that, like, Here we go. he would get yelled at at work for just being on ESPN.com too much. So he's got a lot to say. Man. I just don't know, you know, Sarah what Goosey. it would be. Yeah, bring him on. Hey, you know, I don't know if any Brendan Murphy. This big uh, event in baseball Where? history, but I remember after watching the movie San Andreas, uh, I thought to myself, you know, I wonder, I haven't thought about the 1989 earthquake that rattled Candlestick Park back yeah. in 89. I remember oh, what yeah. happened. During the series. But I hadn't thought about it. And so I started getting on YouTube and yes. I watched the old clips. I said, I don't remember this. I mean, I remember it happening, but I didn't remember what. And I said, wow, you know, had I been older at the time, I would have thought, wow, this is some, this is pretty major. This is some shit. I remember that, earthquake, like, a big one. That was the, we were watching the World Series because I was a huge Oakland A's fan when I was a kid because the Phillies yeah. sucked so I needed to root for a team that was good and you know that was the Canseco McGuire Ricky Hendrick like that team yeah. was huge and we're watching it and all of a sudden the screen just is all green yeah. and it's the word news just over and over and over and over yes. and you know my dad immediately is like what the hell's wrong with this television Betty you're getting a black eye. <laughs> no. So we're all like, oh, what's going on? And then they cut back in, and, you know, all hell's broken loose. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I think we just had an earthquake. Somebody, one of the announcers said uh, something like, well, that was the most exciting 30 seconds of something we've ever had. That what? was amazing. I'm like, 20 people just died. I don't know exactly if I'd say amazing, but. That particular announcer, I won't mention his name, but he was on the air back. Back then in 89, he looks exactly the same now. <laughs> yeah. But well, that was a, a pretty major thing to have live during the event, yeah. all events, where people who yeah. might not even like baseball would be tuning into the World Series and that happened. They did it for oh, the yeah. ratings. During California, and, and it's commercial. A's versus the um, 
Giants. versus the Giants. It's it's essentially the West Coast Subway Series. Oh yeah, absolutely. The Bay the Bay Series or whatever they called it. I forget. Yeah. yeah the, the not series. the not working series. They swept them, I think. Um, yeah. And then I remember them. They, you know, you're everyone's glued to. You know, it's like OJ or or the any crazy right. event where everyone's stuck to the TV, Stopped. and they're showing people driving on some bridge that just crumbled oh, and gosh. and they just went down it was brutal that's there's brutal. uh espn does a 30 for 30 like special on that day and how it all yeah you know, that's all the uh, coverage it's what intense. an event truly and then i, I was also uh, um i'm also remember, remembering the big live event that really had nothing to do with sports, but it was remembered in sports because of Howard Cosell announcing the John Lennon death, and that really huh. broke major news oh, yeah. in the world of sports. Yeah, or, yeah, the guy that announced it, the famous clip, is uh, interrupted that. That, that was, was the late gift. Submitted the late in, gift. You know what's interesting too about that stuff is before this is before the internet and. You know, you can look it up on your phones. Is like oh, I'll yeah. take the OJ chase. Everybody is glued. Yeah, everybody's glued to their television. You can't look it up on your phone. The you can't go online. Country. The only way you have to do it is is the media. And I remember people. I read something on this recently. I do a lot of useless reading that doesn't help my life. And they were talking about um, <laughs> the amount of pizza deliveries were like the highest ever. People didn't want to leave their TV wow. set and go out to eat. So. Because they had no way of getting the news, and it's just interesting too. That's that amazing. That way, yeah. I remember waking up at like five o'clock in the morning, and we had just left CNN on in our house, and yeah, the helicopters are still flying over OJ's house. Crazy. Great, yeah, it was crazy. I stuff. just remember all the reports the that he loose. had a gun to his head and he was threatening to kill himself. I mean, all the things that were that were appearing. OJ. And then he just pulls into his own house, and all he wanted was a glass of OJ. Ironically, <laughs> yeah. Ironically, that was uh, that was one of the most unique things to live through. And the uh, and the riots too. Man, you guys remember the, the LA riots? Bronco, a classic that day. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, the, the Los LA Angeles riots? riots? Was uh, it was like it was before OJ. It was maybe like a year before or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, it was weird because that news, you know, we were like 10 years old. I remember watching the news because, like, the Gulf War was going on, too. And it right. was winding up. So, like, you're watching the news because you're like, wow, we're at war. And, the uh, missiles. Right. And then they had the Scuds. Scuddy-deadly. And then they had uh, the riots. And you're like, oh, they're sending National Guard. What is this? And yeah. uh, it was like it was a war zone. Yeah. Crazy, it man. It was so bizarre. Like, I remember watching it going. Uh, those guys are just walking out of that store with TVs in their hands. And my mom and dad are like, well, what are the cops going to do? If they try anything, they'll, you know, they'll all attack them. There's too many people. Like, well, why are they doing this? Well, they're mad. Why are they mad? Because a bunch of cops beat up. Because the price of tea went up. Finish your peanut butter and jelly, you little shit. There was this guy in Ferguson. Don't know why they're the yelling day. at you. I guess there was a, they were doing that in front of his business during the one-year anniversary of the yeah. Brown King. Oh, yeah. And I just <laughs> – this guy really wanted to say this on but behind closed – but behind closed – but behind closed door – but behind closed door – but behind closed doors – but behind closed doors, this guy – behind closed doors, this guy has a few words. Yeah. For yeah. minorities, so he says, <laughs> he says uh, so politically correctly on Fox News. 
You know what they're all doing right now? I mean, you're taking they're taking oh, people who aren't racists and they're, they're, they're pushing them, pushing them to that edge of being racist. Racist? What? <laughs> yeah, he said that because of what they do with all the looting. The people that aren't racist are suddenly starting to become racist. They're becoming. They, they, they just don't have a choice. Right. Because of well, all the looting going on in their business. They're like, I want you to just come out and say, you're on Fox News. They're probably yeah. not going to bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I was going to just you make some just... eggs and cut the lawn today, but let's go let's go PayPal black school. <laughs> you know, jeez. That's funny. The yeah, news, the news perpetuates a lot of it, too. The news, they change their... It's not like the old days when they were just like honest reporting. Now it's like, white officer looks at black student the wrong way something's gonna happen click our ad it's very uh and Bill Riley tries to have his no spin perspective oh, uh, the, to the no spin zone sponsored by oh, right wing news yeah. <laughs> fair and balanced sponsored by gm fox news is where i get most of my news from yeah fox news is just good. beyond just come out and say it i like fox news we have a spin on everything. We any piece that is of funny news how that we say get, like, we are putting our own spin on it. We'll say like te- Texas cop shot black teen and he, and is fired. Right. Yeah. Why whereas they black. Right. Why yeah. just? Whereas CNN is reporting. What are you trying to drum um, <laughs> CNN is is reporting um, black teen. <laughs> Uh, murdered by by white cop. Yeah, riot in Timbuktu. You know nobody else cares about. <laughs> riot in Timbuktu. Did you see? Did you read the news about uh, what's his name? Uh, Geno Smith, the quarterback yeah. of the Jets. I did, yeah, got punched. I heard. Yeah. What an oh, idiot! Yeah. He got punched and broke his jaw. Yep. What did he do? He Was he mouthing off? What happened? I mean, I know what happened. I read that the clip so that he got all punched. In, like, but summer camp, right? You know, like they do like two practices a day, and apparently they're all just like not in the best mood. It's hot as shit, and fights break out. Like they happen all the time, and sometimes when teams share fields, they fight with each other. But it's mostly like just teams fighting internally, uh, and I guess somebody clocked them, and, and now he's out seven weeks. How long? Seven weeks. Broken jaw. Six to ten weeks. Wow. Yeah. 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 Just about. So basically, he's not playing, so the team might be uh, recalling Tebow back into the <laughs> into the franchise. You no, know Tebow's on the Eagles. Nice try. Yeah. Ryan Jets- Patrick is gonna uh, back up. <laughs> Fitzy. He played no, for the I, I know. I'm just saying. Tebow's gonna, gonna have a great thing. great season. I have faith. Saying Tebow's. Where maybe we're sorry we gave him up and never even gave him a chance while he's here. That's so true. Didn't even think about that. Take Tim Tebow. Well, yeah. Take it from a Jet fan. I wanted him very badly to play. Uh, After they cut him after one year, I said, why didn't you at least give the kid, even when the team had no chance, why didn't you give him a chance just to see how they would perform maybe for next season? And they didn't even give him that chance, even they, when they were like what three and twelve or whatever yeah. the, the record was. They didn't even give the guy a chance. 
No. Yeah. I agree. Give give him a chance. Put butts you, in the seats. Did you guys hear about the uh, plane that flew over the uh, Eagles training practice session? Uh, oh God. Somebody paid money for, uh, I think it was the <clears throat> Cowboys. They said something like, uh, I'll look it up. Somebody paid money for one of those banner planes to fly Dead. over the Lincoln, we the link. We to say, like, them boys. Yeah, it was something dumb. Gr- something grammatically incorrect. We still them boys. Hashtag sacks are coming. Why spend they money on that. that? They flew that over the field, but... Why spend really money on that? Who, who really paid for that? It, it wasn't the Cowboys. Like They wouldn't do that being a team. Like you, They have like the ethics. Did. Like Who did it? I think one of the players. Let me see here. Can you hear me? No, I can hear you. I'm just oh. I'm just looking it up. We tried to do it first and the and the plane crashed. <laughs> really? That's re- real. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It like caught on fire or something and crashed. Idiots. <laughs> so then they heard that idea and they did it. We them boys, hashtag sacks are coming. Stupid Cowboys. They are. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it went down. They are truly Texas. Pilot's okay. Texas's team here. You know, Texas. we have down here in the South Bend, as they call it, in Southern Texas. You really, you can, you don't have a whole lot to choose from, but you can, you can pick from Texas, Houston, or Dallas. And Houston's about four hours from here. So for what about Tennessee? All intents and purposes, you're really within the the Houston. <laughs> Yeah, if you were originally an Oilers fan, I guess you could root for Tennessee. Oh. You just couldn't let go of the team. You know? Oh, Warren Moon, I don't know my if favorite from Tennessee still missed the Oilers. In the form of Oilers. Oh, so good, but um, Best you know the, the the Texans don't really have as big a fan base as as the Cowboys do, and Dallas is a good. This is a hike from Dallas. I mean, this would probably be the equivalency of, of what to Dallas, New York to. No, I don't know Richmond, Virginia. If they had a team, so that's how much that's how much distance you, you have. It's a hike. But people here are really Bits. big Dallas fans. They treat Dallas like it's their home team down here in South Texas. So, yeah. well, yeah, because they were always so good, it was probably just a lot easier. It's like, oh yeah. well, we have the Cowboys and they're awesome. Every every city in Texas is just right up the road. So <laughs> they need to have an expansion team called the El Paso Burritos. Seven hundred miles away. <laughs> The Spurs, are they popular? They're crazy oh, fans. Yeah. They are the craziest sports where you do not the want to be in a bar unless you are a Spurs fan wow. during a Spurs final uh, you know, playoffs or championship game. They're they are really loud awesome. and they are crazy and they're pretty damn good, I guess. Um, but yeah, you don't if you're not into basketball, you don't want to be going to a sports bar. Wow. Or any bar. How yeah, far is Spurs have had uh, five championships in the last yeah. sixteen years? Yeah. So they're Mexico's they, team. They put San Antonio on the greatness. <laughs> they're the official team of Mexico. Mexico City Spurs. <laughs> El Ciudad de Mexico Sparo. <laughs> what? Sparo. That's funny. So um, yeah. The uh, this the the Spurs. Mike, you're what? Fr- how far from San Antonio? Driving wise, uh, one hundred forty miles from here. 
Oh, right around the corner. But you can do it in like two hours as opposed to, you know, if you're back in the Northeast, 140 miles takes you close to three and a half. But because you the can Verrazano. travel on one major highway and do like 100 miles an hour, it's different in proximity. So Yeah. But it's about 140 miles from here. Do you wear a cowboy hat every day? Because I would jump on that bandwagon oh, immediately. Like I, the first thing I would do is get I a ten gallon. I have I one. What are the hats called? The big gallon ones. There's a name gallons? for it. Stetson. Stetson. Oh, Stetson. That was it. No, I know plenty of people have them. I, I personally don't have one. I would I'll get take a the stash. Red, I'll wear the red neck. I'll burn the skin. I would. There was three things I would get. The three S's I would get. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The four S's I would get if I moved to Texas. Spurs, there would be. Stetson. There would be the Spurs. There would be my sidearm. There would be my Stetson. And then there would be my stash. My mustache. Yeah. A big. And your studs. And my studs. What kind of stash? My stallion. That's six. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. The handlebar. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm in control when I'm riding my steed up the (laughs) Rio Grande or Rio Grande River to protect the, uh, the Alamo. It doesn't make shooter. any sense. It doesn't make any Rio sense Grande at all. Six separates sh- Texas and go, so San Antonio is a few hours north of that. I used to go down to Texas once a year Texas. for this big crawfish boil. And, what? Um, what? Yeah, big, big crawfish boil. It's awesome. My buddy, actually, it's the surf set guy, the guy that I, I sent you the email about. Um, they live down in Texas, and we used to go every year, Agnew and I, and we... Uh, after like the third year in a row, he's like, I'm buying you a hat. So he got me like this sweet white cowboy hat. Wow. I guess. And I just leave it there in Texas. So when I go there, I wear it all around. Oh, that's so cool. You got to post a picture for the Facebook. Mm. Oh, I'll find one. There's one actually, I think of Agno and myself. It's It's from Texas. It's really an art. There's a tr- there is a true art to shucking crawfish. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I'd it's rather a, take a full lobster. Right? I like made them. I mixed them in the in the seasoning, and it's like this crazy like Cajun seasoning. Very I guess. Cajun, it's, like, spicy, yeah. Spicy, and a piece of it flew right in my eye, right at the beginning too. So I was like mixing it, and my eyes are closed. All these tears are leaking out of my eye. Yeah, like, it's just on, as messy as ribs too. Because you, you can't Ooh, crack ribs. it with a crack. You can't crack crawfish with a cracker. you got to use your hands. It's a true art. I, I, I don't really get into it. I've known some people from New Orleans who have tried to show me, and I'm just oh. like, I just don't get the thing with the Cajun food bugs. is so good, man. Suck the brains out. Yeah. yeah, I like the taste. It's just too much work, and you have to have little tiny fingertips to do it. And you oh, come yeah. away with like at least four or five like. They're not paper cuts, but it's basically the same thing. Yeah, the shells same thing. Yeah, it. from the shells. Yeah. I think it's great that you went to a crawfish competition every year. That's like the coolest thing. It's like going to a chili cook-off. Like it's a win-win no, for everybody. No, it's not a competition. <laughs> it's not like the hot dogs competition. The Nathan's competition at Coney Island. It's That's just good a too. Big event. Wait, it's not a competition. A what big... is it? A, a convention? It's just a big party. Oh, it's just to get huge wasted. Party on like a on like a huge ranch down in Texas. It's Texas. in Tomball, Texas, which you know, 
it's basically like still Tom's old school balls. Texas, like dirt roads. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very you know, what Texas was a hundred years ago. We all Chainsaw did. Chainsaw Massacre said Right, yes. Oh my, 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 my. We all need to get to Texas and do a show there. Come back to Texas is a good time. Oh. Yeah. I Mike can't wait to get the hell out of there. He's like, I can't wait to leave this freaking place. And I'm like, let's all go to Texas. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, Corpus doesn't here. really... Corpus just doesn't represent Corpus. the rest of Texas. It's not... First of all, there really aren't... The, the Texan accent here... As you might think, it ain't you know ain't no Texan accent. You know, the, <laughs> uh, only the old people tend to talk like that. With like, there's one thing no, I'll probably say back, back from this experience. There's a couple of old guys I've gotten to know, and uh, they refer to any inanimate object as a son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, I remember well, me and my buddy. We used to have barbecues Somebody. down there, Beville. We had big coolers full of 160. Cans of paps were ribbon so heavy in that cooler we had to get three men dragged that old son of a bitch. <laughs> but you don't really hear people talk like that. People who have grown up in the past generation actually don't have an accent. Uh, the only people who kind of do have an accent down here are the Tejanos. And their Tejano, accent is really? it's more like, yeah, they, they represent, the, they emphasize their ills very much and, and they talk like this. Uh, and that's yeah, that's the Tejano accent. But Corpus really doesn't have that thick cowboy accent because right. it's not really cowboy country. You know, this is South Bend. It's it's in it's on the water. It's a fishing town. It's it's just not ranch town. You know. Are there beaches? Oh yeah, I, nice? I live across the street from one. I just never use it. With scorpion fish. Oh. With scorpion fish. Yeah. Scorpion fish. But the beaches don't have a lot of the sand right. and all. It's it's a very small surf or a small turf, I should say. Surf uh, and turf. Yeah, the the ocean. The ocean almost hits the pavement with very little buffer between. You know, oh. sand. Yeah, it's, like it's not. They're slipper. not big beaches. Right. It's not like Jones Beach back home. Clark, yeah. do you visit abandoned buildings? Um, like, do you ever have you ever went on like a tour? Uh, I know Richard Christie. You should host tours where that are that are totally illegal trespassing places, but you host your, that's a show. Host your own tour, uh, uh, duck in the cops and pretend like you have a special permit. Today uh, <laughs> so we're gonna be hosting the abandoned apartment next door. The guy got evicted last month. <laughs> hey, look at Dorito. Yeah. Hey, somebody was <laughs> here. Biscardi and I talked about. Doing a documentary, we should all visit the North Brother Island, the abandoned. Uh, What's that? Quarantined. We, you know what? The, the week you what? were in. The week you was up at Uncle Bill's uh, Pancake Shack house, we wow. talked about New York. We did a New York minute with Biscardi. Biscardi's been to every street block in New York twice. Oh, okay. And uh, knows it very well. Um, cool. But there's this island called North Brother Island, which was the home of Typhoid Mary. It was basically a place that was quarantined. Oh. It's abandoned now. There's a factory. There's a hospital. But you can only get there by boat, so there's no bums or anything like that. But if you Google, yeah, Google North Brother Island, it's a creepy, creepy place. And uh, cool. 
want to check it out. But yeah, there's some it cool places. Kayakers, you know, but like right, you know, scuba no gear, bridge, not even a walking bridge to get to it. Um, Whoa! But, uh, yeah, it's Creepy. in between the Bronx and and Queens, more or less. Do you have to wear a hazmat suit when you're there? I would. I would be willing to venture that you'd have to have some kind of kind of protective gear. I mean, yeah, you'd want to tuck your boots. In your pants into your boots. Oh. Well, I was thinking you could use Maybe your connections. Cap, takes off. Because you're in the the military, I was hoping we could get some Apache helicopters on loan and a team just to drop us down there and pick us up as an excursion point. At the what is it? The recon. We gotta be at the recon in ten minutes. And as soon as Mike like fires up a flare, like two helicopters scoop us up. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe not. But yeah, we could go in like the seals. We'll come in with the yeah. We'll go in the underwater incursion. Yeah, the rock. Yeah, I'm looking at these. Welcome to North Brother Island. What? I've 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 never I didn't even notice the place. I mean I've. It's creepy. Been over every bridge under every tunnel. I I never knew about it actually till recently in the past couple years. Looks like an abandoned like theater. Oh, this is so creepy. So it was right? just like a little yeah. town on an island. Yeah, it's a, it's it's its own. It probably was its own zip code at one time. Yeah. Wow, it's creepy. But it looks New like York is really. Tour. New York has got its fair share of abandoned places, and it's kind of, uh, I guess, a novelty that most people don't know about it. That uh, most of these abandoned places are, in fact, ex nut houses. South on the very south point of Roosevelt Island, there was a Roosevelt. I don't know how it's done. And well, that's Long Island. He's from Roosevelt, but Roosevelt Island, which is in between Queens and Midtown, is um, there. There was an abandoned nut house there. There was one in. um, It's creepy. uh, Kings Park, Long Island, called Pilgrim, which you still see the exit for it on uh, on the Parkway. And um, it's it's still there. It's just a big abandoned complex with you know shattered windows and graffiti all over the place. So New York really has its fair share of, of abandoned insane asylums. Dude, there's this guy Vice.com. He I kayak to New York City's abandoned North Brother Island, and like writes about it. Pictures. Oh, we actually kayak there. Wow. Yeah. Creepy. Nuts. Hugger. I would have to Yo, go with what, uh, what, like what if he saw us scared. there one day? What do you do? Get off my island. <laughs> <laughs> right, yo, that's Get crazy. off my lawn. Like, lost. Um, dude, the, the pictures that he has from inside, like, there's this one wall with just a bunch of keys hanging, like room keys, I guess. Oh, my gosh. That sounds there's awesome. this one room with, with books that have been sitting there, I guess, for yeah. 50 years. Jeez. So, have, have you book? seen any? Clark, like, um, have you ever gone to one? Um, n- nothing notable. There's there's an abandoned zoo here in L.A. which I want to check out. Ah, um, cool. That's kind of cool in Griffith Park. It's like the old L.A. zoo. Um, right. I've been in abandoned buildings, but nothing that was um, – not that I can think of off the top of my head that was um, but you just historical. Like yeah, it's cool to look it up. If there was one close, you know, like the zoo. I'll, I'll check it out. But Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting uh, – just looking up some of them, you know. A lot of them are scary, too, like dangerous, like you're not allowed to go there, so that yeah. kind of deters me. I'm not ready to jump into, like, a building right. with bums and asbestos and be like, hey, everybody, I went, I went into that school in New Jersey. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, that was a 
Yeah, that was a creepy experience. Not a place I'd want to go at night where I wouldn't say, you know, if the, no, if I, I didn't even go in. in on me or was falling through a, a piece Ugh. of floorboard or something. I didn't have the balls to go in. You went right in there. Yeah, I had pictures of it too. It's crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to go in. It's like when you go into those haunted houses, you know, like the haunted hayride or whatever haunted. All I want is it for it for it to be over. Like I just yeah. don't enjoy being scared. I'm like, just get me out. Where, where, where's the end? Where's yeah, the I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't enjoy that at all. I, tell you, I really want to see this movie, The Visit, coming out next. Ah, uh, is that M Night Shyamalan? Yeah, it's shot somewhere outside west of. Philadelphia somewhere. Uh, yeah. farmhouse. No. And when I saw the trailer for it, I said, well, that's totally, you know, Pennsylvania. Outside of Philadelphia. This has to oh, be Shyamalan. Always. Suburbs. And it's the visit, the happening, the village. Mm -hmm. The six sets. Six <laughs> Yeah. It always is. It's the devil. It may as well. He may as well credit himself as the Shyamalan or the Knight. <laughs> you know, I was reading uh, an article on him on Celebrity Net Worth, and he's only worth. How much do you guys think he's worth? <laughs> well, not much. No, now. he's got a place. I I don't even know where he lives. I know he's got a place. In he's in Brooklyn the main line. Heights. He's in like what Wayne. He's his main house is in like Wayne, PA, and then he's got one I think on the main line. He's got like a. A big property. Yeah, I was told they had a place in Brooklyn Heights, but I lived in Brooklyn mm. and I never saw him. But it was a pretty Brooklyn. affluent place to. Yeah, yeah he's got money. I, you know, I he's, rented, but he's um, done some some big flips. I would say it's it's below a hundred million. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Fifty million, which wow. a director like him who's who has had done a lot of successful movies, he's done a lot of sure, shitty quite ones. Quite a period of time. I would think he'd be worth. I mean, he's written and produced a lot of those. I would think he'd be worth close to over a hundred million. I think he probably invests more than he gets back. <laughs> yeah, especially recently. That's true. He could be worth a lot more. Grandma's yeah. rules: Have a great time. Grandma. Eat as much as you want. Don't ever leave your room after nine thirty p.m. <sighs> M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit. What happens after 9.30? What's so significant? They do weird things like scratch the wall. Yeah, she was scratching the wall. But what, what, what yeah, the, they turn into monsters. Yeah. I know. Would you, do me a, would you get inside the oven to clean it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so creepy. Oh, <clears throat> you, guys wanna, you guys want me to play the yeah, clip play from the clip. trailer? Got a clip. Yeah, I got yeah, a clip. Play the whole thing. I got some clips. Got some clips in my pants. Beans. What? Okay, this is uh the visit. It's getting close. Are you all even coming up on Swerve, girl? Uh, Stop, both of you. Hi, Mom. My parents asked if their grandchildren could visit them for a week. Here we are. This is where our mom grew up. Typical Pennsylvania house. The Buddy Holly song. Stand by me. Every in the movie Stand by Me. I'm singing that. It's 9:30. It's probably best you two shouldn't come out of your room after that. See you in the morning. 9:30. What is that? It's 10:47. We think there's someone outside the door. That's creepy. 
really weird. They open the door and the there's a chick scratching and grandma is clawing the wall and it's yeah, so loud. I mean, it's Ooh. creepy. I'm gonna see it. When does that come out? It has to be this month, right? September eighth, I think, was it? Eleventh. Oh. oh my god, nine eleven. Okay. Maybe some significance there. We have a guest today. And it's Jen Varela. Jen, say hi. Hey. Hey, Jen. Hi, everybody. It's Jen. I just <gasps> love the podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm a woman. It's crazy. <laughs> 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 Jen's getting a black eye in a minute if the dinner's not ready. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, we don't we don't joke about domestic abuse. <laughs> Actually, I do. There is no filter here with this guy. No filter. No, I'm kidding. Um, sounds September like that's 11th. what this movie is about. September 11th is... Uh, domestic abuse of some kind. They're beating yeah, on the ground. The visit. The beat of, yeah, it sounds, sounds like a, uh, a microcosm for society. So what do we think the twist is? There's got to be a twist. Not every single Shyamalan movie has one. But this right. one, he looks like he wants to bring the twist back. What do we think? I've heard some people say that it's they the want the grandchildren monsters. because the kids, they want to sacrifice their bodies and, and take their souls so they can, they can remain young. That's yeah. what I've heard. Except they look old in this movie. So That's true. Like they've been remaining young. But um, I don't know. What do, we, what do we think? I think it could be just what you said or maybe he's going back to like sort of the sixth sense twist where the kids there's there's something weird with them and they can't leave right. because they'll turn into something and i don't know yeah. who knows john what do you think what if like you know they keep throughout the trailer they keep calling their mom and like facetiming with their mom saying like eh, it's kind of weird here like we'd like you to yeah, come why get don't you know about your parents and then right it was like all of a sudden, the mom comes and picks them up, and like everything's normal. Like the grandparents act completely normal, and the movie ends. <laughs> they get in the car and drive away like birds. Like a very viable option. And it turns out they were trying to save them from their mother, who was actually <laughs> who's actually a witch. Going to and drive doing, the car off the cliff. Doing voodoo world. rituals to help them mm-hmm. keep the it's mom crazy. away. Mm-hmm. You know it was. Obviously, every movie in the world, their trailer makes the movie look better than it is in most cases. But do you remember The Happening in 2008? Scardi actually was in that. Um, Yes. The the trailer, I thought, looked so good. I mean, they spin it in such a way that you're like, you know, every city in the world, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, the militia, the news, the military, and they made it look like this global meltdown and then the whole movie, it's Mark Wahlberg like in my parents' backyard, like running over a yeah. lawnmower. Yeah, there was really no twist with that other than the tree. It was something to do with geology. There was no explanation. Yeah, like, yeah they're like there was no explanation. This happened. For it. The village was more or less um, kind of a take on like the Amish who wanted to shelter their kids because. Amish kids lately have been wanting to branch out into the real world and you know sow their roots. Right. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and this movie Breaking was Breaking Amish. Yeah, so this is a movie about these people that dress up as monsters in some kind of Celtic folklore. Goody Biscotti. <laughs> and uh Adrian Brody plays a really weird guy again. Yeah, he's a mentally and, challenged uh, guy. And uh 
you know, it sort of unravels like, oh, I guess it was really there the whole time. They practically give it away in the movie when they talk about getting raped in alleyways. And, you know, it, you suddenly realize, oh, this movie actually doesn't take place in the 1800s. But I didn't realize that. I wasn't thinking about it the whole time till the end of the movie. Um, but right, really, it's, it capped it off the I end. I think sense. most people kind of picked that up. And Signs was just really ridiculous. You know, Yo, just I liked Signs, but I don't understand why aliens would travel light years or whatever it took them to get to a planet that's seventy-five percent water, and that's the only thing that kills them. Yeah, it's a plot hole. So like when it rains, invasion over. You know what? I and, never and thought about even, that. And then suddenly it's not really... If it rains, you're screwed. Aliens. It's about a guy who didn't see the sun. All of a sudden, these signs lead up to grab a baseball bat walking in Phoenix. Nobody cares. You know, that, was, that was just clearly... All right, you know what? I'm, uh, Mike <laughs> doesn't know where to go with this one. So we grab had to baseball somehow bat. Die. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. And then the sixth sense was, was brilliant. You know, it was... Um, it was obviously farcical, but it made sense at the same time. Yeah. Unbreakable too is, I think, his most underrated film. That, that's just such a good movie. It's I don't think people appreciated it. I love Unbreakable. Oh, it's so good. It's cool. Didn't he make I, a mid '90s movie like that was like a romantic too. comedy? Had nothing to do with the Shyamalan. Oh, genre. maybe. Yeah, I think he, he did something that wasn't like weird. You mean after? Yeah. Signs and everything? Yeah, it was no before. No, before. Like before he started. Oh, with it, actually in the mid-90s. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Let's look that up. When he was like an up-and-coming ex-film student. I think he did, yeah. Shyamalan. He's such an ego, too. Signs, the villain. Lady in the Water, terrible movie. Oh. Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. Yeah, every like two years he came out with a movie. 2000, 2002, 4, 6, 8, 10. And, uh, the last one I yeah, that I can every two remember years. was the Airbender movie, which I never saw. And before that, there was a movie that took place in an elevator. That's actually um, a good flick, Devil. It was really good. It was with a guy used to be friends with my cousin. He was the lead actor. Um, Penis Joe was his name, and uh, he plays, I guess, a cop whose family died. And anyway, the twist is all these people in an elevator. Somebody is Satan. And yes. this, yeah. And the, anyway, the guy, uh, the detective, picks up the guy who killed his family or something in, in a car in a car crash. Yeah, it was yeah. a good movie. It was very well done. Was actually, yeah, that was a good movie. He also wrote the screenplay for Stuart Little. Huh. Really? <laughs> yeah. The visit. I can't wait. Oh, that's gonna. Be Labor good. of Love. Labor of Love. Labor of Love is his his new movie after this one. Really? What's that about? It's a documentary about making movies. And no, that makes sense. No, I have no idea. Uh, Labor of Love. He's the producer. Uh, it was just announced. Bruce Willis, Ben Winchell, and uh, let's see, a widower embarks on a cross-country trip on foot to prove his love for his late wife. That sounds like I am Schmidt. Yeah. Remember with Jack Nicholson? Yeah, it does. He gets in the RV and uh, wanders about the country. Gets naked with Kathy Bates in the in the hot oh. tub. Talks with a Native American man at a gas station. 
What's the uh, Shyamalan movie that or the TV series he produced, Wayward Pines? Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Is it good? No, I, I heard. Heard it's good. I heard it's good too. I want to check that out. People that he did you know, commercials for a very goes. brief period. I remember. Yeah, he did like an American Express. What? Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. yeah American Express, right? I, th- I think that was it. Yeah, he was talking about he needs American Express to pay for his bills or <laughs> I don't know. They kind of no, they, yeah, he kind of like makes fun of himself. Right. He he yeah. He, he, he says he like there's no twist it. with this or something. I saw Wayward Pines the other week. It was about a, it was a clip of it. It was about a bunch of guys with bananas and oranges, and they were like massaging. Oh no, that was the West Hollywood version. Gayward Pines. How we do it, yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. We got to check out more uh, more Shyamalan flicks. I think that we should do a spoof of one. Um, Maybe not signs, but side project. We need more. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm, re- I'm reading all the uh, chat messages. Why don't you go eat? Nope, not me. Fine, don't no, even have a liver funny. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Before let's uh, let's give it a good five minutes. I want to um, I want to savor these moments. You know, I love doing the podcast. So I love our show. I think it's getting very tight, like an oiled sweatshop oh. making iPods. And uh, I just think it's a, it's a good show. iPhones, um, like the one I'm using. Yeah. yeah, it's working. Yeah, man. I think uh, maybe Thursday, if we can, we should try to uh, call a car dealership. Yes. And ask Let's them about seven hundred. I need my ass mm-hmm. in the seven hundred right now. Seven hundred. Uh, well, why don't you come on down? My name well, is Nicky Lauda can't right now i sat on a broom and uh, i can't get down <laughs> i sat in the broom <laughs> the only vehicle i got right now yeah I get to about zero sixty about 12 flat what can you do to supersede that <laughs> give me a price give me a price let me ask you guys what's that give me a price let me ask you guys this before we before we go more annoying accent. I'll just ask you, what's the most annoying accent you think in the in, in the world? French. Huh. Yeah, I can see that. I hate the French accent. I think any accent can be annoying if they're if it's you're around it long enough and they're like negative with you. Like my I immediately go with like, oh that fucking accent. Like even if ah. it's hot at first, after a while you're like, oh. Oh, just shut it. up. Stop talking. My ex my ex girlfriend had an English accent and I thought it was the hottest thing. Until like three months into it, I'm just like, this is a bugger. My gosh, who's got the dog? Is that Mac? Yeah, Heather just got home, so Sweet. Mac goes crazy and barks. Yeah, Mike and I dated English girls, and the accent was after a while. It's just like, the most annoying ever niffa. rated, according to Shut some up. internet source, apparently was Pittsburgh. And, Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I don't know the Primanti, I don't really know the difference between Pittsburgh and anywhere else other than they say yins. Dude, that was, I that was that voted yins. the most annoying. The most is that true? Yins? Yeah. What is a yin? Y i n z. Yins. I personally think that, and I mean no offense, I think the most irritating accent to me, Minnesota, is the South Jersey Philadelphia twang. I, 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 Minnesota. That's why we need Corrado on the show. We got to get these sparks flying. 
Yes. <laughs> we know this girl might uh, name named uh-huh. Kathleen Carrado. <laughs> I don't know her name. Kate, Katie. And uh, she's a very sweet girl, but her she's accent is so... She's a maniac, and she has a hardcore South Philly accent. Oh. And a scratchy one. At it's that. like... And then we picked up the phone. <laughs> I was like, I got... I need Mike. I need Mike this to be is, part of this. There's this guy... No, 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 no. South Philly. Not as... A quarter as annoying as the fucking Minnesota-Wisconsin accent. The Hulsa and the Sota. That's obnoxious. I would rather have a drill go through my head than hear that. The way they say Milwaukee. Uh, And I've been told before in the South. Just paint me red and call me a dick. Where I'm from, where I speak. Yeah. they Pennsylvania. say, uh, I, in Arkansas, people say, yeah, I think Minnesota, maybe Wisconsin, I could put, and I'd say, that's funny, I've actually never been to either, I really haven't, I mean, been to either state. Huh. But, they were um, cracking wise, don't you know? <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, you know. don't you know? <laughs> cracking well, wise. We have a guy that down here, and he's, he's kind of funny, he's from, he's from the Amish country area. Uh, and I, I don't know if he's got a speech impediment or something. He might be half deaf because man. he doesn't really listen to you when you talk to him. And he talks over me all the time. And uh, yeah, he's got to, you know, when you when when you should are doing your, your thing. Uh, uh, what? what? Well, when you like, like, when you are, let's say, you know, you're a a a, a, a person of. Of, of high stature. <laughs> Where is he from? What part of the country did you say? He's from Amish country. Oh. Sort of area. Witness, and, uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, I can't really get into the conversations I've had with them, but that's kind of where they've led. And uh, it's a little annoying to listen to him. He's a nice guy, he means well, but it's a little annoying to listen to him <laughs> talk. And he's got that, it's the Philadelphia Twain, but he doesn't have a street way about him he's, he's kind of a country yes. bumpkin but uh yeah he'll he'll talk like that as if he's just not listening to you and and he talks over you and he says people in, like, people in center county pennsylvania talk like every sentence ends loud like it's a question like they'll say this in this crescendo what do you mean it's really john? nice out today wait john what what does it end like they're like it's, it's really, really nice, nice out today, out today. It's really nice out today. It's really nice out today. Hey, what are you doing this afternoon? Everything uh, ends high. They like. Uh, they, yeah. Like, I'm going oh, to take I, the trash out. Did you, court, did you did you go into did you did you go into Malibu today? Yeah, that sort of thing. You know, an accent's hot that I can always stay on board with. It's a hot chick with a German accent. Oh yeah. I was. I saw a bunch of them in Hollywood the other week. They were eat. Eating lunch, they were obviously tourists, and they were just like, "Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, it's beautiful, it's beautiful." Because I feel like a German chick takes control. Like they're very just like, right. you know, for, for, hey, for a line, what can I get for you today? Nine. You'd be sitting down and letting me do the work. Okay, sure, yeah, whatever you want to say. Shit, keep doing it. Especially, yeah. Yeah, right, I think French that's wrap it up for us tonight. Nauseous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they sound like they're like gagging. Bonjour. Uh, 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 uh
They go for such weird guys. I was in Auckland, New Zealand, and I was hanging out with the, this this one Kiwi. It's fucking good. And he was hanging out with the. He picked up these French Kiwi. people at a bar. Yeah, it's a furry fruit. Up. He didn't pick anybody up, Green. but he managed to engage them in a conversation. It's a group of French people. And it was a really pretty French girl, Ew. and uh, it was funny because he was talking about cooking and he figuring that these people were French. They like they all must graduate from the Coup en Bleu in order to keep their citizenship. Uh, but none of these people knew anything about food. So anyway, I'm looking at this girl, saying, "Wow, she's really adorable. Pretty, you know, pretty little French girl." But she's with this scrawny, you know, wimpy-looking. French guy who's got like the sweater with the, the scarf attached wrapped three times around his neck and you know he's got the the piercings and all but he just looks really wimpy and um, you know even smokes cigarette like a woman would and you know that goes to show that it, you know, they're just not into real man French, right yeah. it's a sad excuse Bonjour, mademoiselle. Do you want to win? I'm not used to working. It's such stupid assholes. All right, everyone. This is fun. I think I'm gonna set this baby to bed tonight. This has been the Nerd Thirty Five edition of the podcast. So this was a lot of fun, guys. We kicked off with some baseball. Talked about yeah, some, some sports. Finally, I was thinking about that this morning, real quick, before we all get neuter. Uh, <laughs> apparently, we're all nude tonight. Get more <laughs> nude. I'm naked. It's funny. I call the police. Um, we should do like a sports thing, you know, we're just do a recap of who won the games that week. Use and you know, Mets are 15 games ahead of the Phillies in first place in the NL East. Right. Meanwhile, the Dodgers, standings. you know, yeah, standings, and That's then all anybody cares about. Yeah, just the newspaper clips. So. Um, that's gonna do it for me. You guys have anything else you want to add? I'm all good. This was fun, guys. This is great. I'm going to post this tonight. Thank you for listening. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle, and we hope you have a lovely evening. Good night, everybody. See ya. Bye. And we are...